Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Something strange is going on. Who is killing Russian billionaires? Another Russian oligarch has been found dead. Reports suggest that he hanged himself, fell out of a window, slashed his wrists, was poisoned, murdered his whole family. Last year, more than a dozen Russian oligarchs died in the space of nine months. Many of the deaths are suspicious with links to the Kremlin. This is Sad Oligarch an investigation into these recently dead Russian billionaires. It's created by me, Jake Hanrahan, and my colleague, Sergei Slipchenko. Sad Oligarch is a H11 production for Kuzo Media and iHeartRadio. In this episode, we're going to be looking into someone with quite a different profile. This case is not about a rich Russian businessman, but a rich Russian scientist. He was a friend of the Kremlin and he died in mysterious circumstances. The Russian police quickly swept the case under the rug, categorising it as an accident, but we think there's more to it. On September 21st, 2022, Anatoly Gerashchenko, 73, was visiting the Moscow Aviation Institute, the MAI. He had a new role at the Institute as an advisor to the current director after some serious drama had unfolded previously. Until 2015, Gerishchenko was the head of the Institute, making him an official point of contact for the Kremlin. By all accounts, he was even an ally of Putin. As Gerishchenko made his way down some steps at the Institute, he apparently tripped and fell tumbled hard down several flights of stairs. By the time he got to the bottom, he was dead. 
According to an unnamed source in the Kremlin-linked newspaper Izvestia, Gerishchenko died there and then on the grounds of the institute. They wrote, quote, Gerishchenko fell from a great height, flying down several flights of stairs. Medics arrived at the scene of the incident and pronounced him dead. End quote. It must have been a heavy fall. Gerishchenko was fairly old, sure, but he was neither unfit nor unwell. In fact, in photos, he looks really good for his age. Presumably, he'd bashed his head in on the steps on the way down, or perhaps broken his neck. We don't know for sure, as no official autopsy was ever released to the public. The Moscow Aviation Institute released a statement at the time of Gerishchenko's death, saying, quote, The death was the result of an accident. His untimely demise was a colossal loss for the MAI and the scientific and pedagogical community. End quote. Gerishchenko had worked in aviation since 1977. At MAI, he was a lead engineer, chief mechanic, and vice director for the development of the Institute's complex and social issues. From 2007 to 2015, he was the head director of the MAI. He published more than 100 scientific papers and articles. So what does the death of a scientist have to do with sad oligarch? Anatoly Gerishchenko wasn't just any scientist, and the Moscow Aviation Institute isn't just any research center. Both are heavily linked to the Kremlin. Moscow Aviation Institute was established in 1930, so it goes back to Soviet days. That's Aram Shabanian, a researcher with a special focus on aviation, specifically in the context of global unrest and authoritarian countries. I spoke to him to get an idea of the cooperation between the MAI and the Russian government. The name makes it sound like it's an independent university of some kind, but it's really not. It's, it, they work for the, the Russian government, and they have since the days of the Soviet Union. When the Soviet Union broke up, the Russian government became almost the sole contractor with this, with this university. And so a lot of the, the, the greats in Russian and Soviet history went through this, this institute. Your Sukhois, your Mikoyans, your Aleutians, uh, Tupolevs. You know, all these famous aircraft ni- names are folks who went through this, this institute, including the man who invented the AK-47, Mr. Kalashnikov. Uh, he is also an alumni of the institute. So uh, that's the background there, is that it's been very tied in with the government, at least as far as arms production and manufacturing goes. So when it says aviation, it's a lot more than that. I mean, it's aviation-based, but it's it's more electrotechnical. They have several different schools. They have like uh, aeronautical engineering, but they also have remote controls for flying vehicles. So you can imagine how that would be useful for more than just aircraft. They have like robotics and intelligence systems, uh, air astronomics, business engineering, things like that. Um, social engineering, anything that can be related to aeronautics in some way happens at this institute. It's, it's more than just learning how to fly. Right. And what kind of connection would this aviation institute have with, let's say, the military in Russia? You think of it like any of the defense contractors in the U.S., but kind of on steroids, right? Like, at least in the U.S., your Lockheeds and your Raytheons are 
probably going to supply some of America's allies from time to time. Whereas the design bureaus that are uh, supported by this institute pretty much exclusively sell to the Russian government, who then it sells to outside customers. So uh, their sole customer, their prime customer and prime interest is the Russian government. So this this guy, um, uh, Gushachenko, he, he was the head for many, many years of the Institute. Then there was some kind of drama and then someone else was the head. And But anyway, this guy was elected twice in a row. Uh, he made a lot of money through that. What kind of connection would the head of an Institute like this have with the Kremlin? How direct would it be, do you think? I mean, I think it would be very direct. I mean, it, it, the same in Russia happens in other countries, right? Where this guy's name may be on the designs, but we both know one dude didn't design a fighter jet. There was a whole team behind him. But he's the guy who's gotten favor with the government. He's the government's favorite guy in this case. So to see him promoted to the head of the institute means that he's at least friendly with the Kremlin. They wouldn't promote somebody to the head of this institute who was not friendly or was an unknown entity. They wouldn't want that. And I think that seeing the previous leader uh, fall... Uh, kind of proves that if you're not in, in entirely subservient to what the Kremlin wants, you might have an accident. I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's what I would suspect. So as you can see, this aviation scientist suddenly becomes a lot more relevant to this series. So who actually was Anatoly Gerishchenko? Anatoly Gerishchenko, born in 1949, worked at the Moscow Aviation Institute for most of his career. He first got a job there in 1997, working his way up with varying progressive roles in engineering at the MAI. By all accounts, Gerishchenko was very popular at his workplace. He was good at what he did, well-liked, and managed the institute well when he was first elected as the rector, or the head, of the Moscow Aviation Institute in 2007. He was then elected a second time as the rector in 2012. As Aram and me discussed, the MAI works hand-in-hand hand with the Kremlin. So much so that Gerishchenko was given several prestigious awards by the Russian government. Notably, he was awarded the Medal of the Order for Merit to the Fatherland. This medal is a big deal for Russian citizens in favour of Putin's government. The medal is split into different categories for civilians and military from first class to fourth class. It's awarded to Russians for, quote, outstanding contributions to the state associated with the development of Russian statehood, advances in labor, peace, friendship and cooperation between nations, or for significant contributions to the defense of the fatherland, end quote. My guess is, seeing as Gerishchenko worked in aviation, he was awarded this medal for the latter half of that statement. Generally, if you're given this medal, it means Putin likes you. Aram explains. It's not like the Medal of Honor in the US, which is awarded for military prowess and has to be passed by Congress. This is something that can be given to people by the Kremlin who the Kremlin likes. It's like how Trump gave... Um, what's his name, that radio show host, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, right? Where it's like, it kind of loses meaning after a while because it's just like, oh, look, all your friends happen to have this medal. Isn't that weird? Huh? That's interesting. But I, I would then say then that probably shows that he was 
quite in favour, in Putin's favour. It's not just reports, oh, he was an ally. That suggests to me, like, yeah, that's the real deal. He was definitely friends with this guy, at least on uh, a level of where he's useful, them kind of friends. Right, exactly. He, he, they were friends, emphasis on were. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if I've got the power to hand out medals, all my homies are going to be decked out in medals. That's the way it's going to go. So it's clear Gerashchenko was in good standing with the Kremlin. He got medals, awards, and was the head of the Moscow Aviation Institute, which helped advance technology that assist the Kremlin's war efforts all across the world. Gerashchenko was Putin's guy until he wasn't. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information, so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story 
of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. In 2015, a storm broke out at the MAI. Serious upheaval. A sister university and research institute, the similarly named Moscow Institute of Technological Aviation, was shut down as it was considered an economic drain. The head of this now-closed-down university, Alexander Rojetsinsky, was sent to the MAI to replace Gerishchenko with no election. No one voted him in as they had with Gerishchenko twice. No one even knew this guy was coming to take over. This caused a lot of trouble at the MAI. Sergi explains. The Moscow Aviation Institute, the one that like remained while the other one got shut down, is actually apparently like a really, really big deal. It's kind of like the only institute that focuses on like aerospace and aviation for Russia. And they basically train everybody in the they call it like life cycle of aviation so like from engineers to maintenance to uh, researchers and from what i understood it's the biggest and essentially the only place that does that in russia so anatoly gereshenko you know the one that passed away he got elected as a director in 2007 re-elected 2012 and his um contract was actually expiring in 2015 from what i understand it seemed like he was going to get re-elected again but before that happened, a sister institute was kind of being run into the ground by uh, Rozhjesinsky, so the guy that eventually replaced him. He's def- he definitely like gets the blame for it. Um, I found like a video on some kind of Russian talk show where he's being questioned, like, why is the university failing to produce graduates? Um, why is the university like ranking poorly? Things like that. And they're kind of, they're basically pushing the blame onto him as like the director for failing to have results. And that's in 2014. So the Russian Department of Education decided that it's uh, losing money, it's not producing results. They shut it down, but obviously, you know, all these, uh, the buildings intact, a lot of professors are still there. They essentially merged it with the Moscow Aviation Institute. MAI basically absorbed it and uh, over like oversaw all the projects, all the studies that was that were going at the, the other institute, and for whatever reason, the education department decided to install Rozhjesinsky, um without uh, without being elected, without really consulting with anyone. For whatever reason, they decided that like this guy's going to be in charge. So then they bring in a new guy without any election. Yeah, they just basically said this guy is going to be in charge now. This is the guy that ran the sister university into the ground. But for some reason, the Russian government decided to put him in charge in place of Gerishchenko, who kept the MAI thriving. The sister university was doing so badly it had to be closed and merged with the one that was doing well. So then the head of the failing uni is then put in charge of the thriving one. It makes no sense. And then when Roger Zinsky was put in charge, he wanted Gerishchenko out immediately even though the guy didn't have long left on his contract. Initially, he was supposed to wait for Gereshenko to... Um, well, his contract was like um, 
coming up in I think it was the summer 2015. And so it was from that point where like all of this was happening, it says it said that there was two months left, right, for um, Gerashenko to leave anyways. Trzjesinski receiving a lot of backlash from students, from professors. He almost got like, I don't know, mad or upset about it. And he removed Gerashenko almost overnight. Not only was Gerashchenko removed from his position prematurely by an inept guy who the government brute-forced into the MAI, but he was completely wiped out from the organisation. His name was removed from everywhere immediately. This after 40 years of loyal service. He was removed from the website, uh, completely gone. Like There's other directors, like previous directors. These guys were uh, used to work here, you know. Um, Gerashchenko was completely like deleted off the website. Uh, replaced by Rozhjesinski. Uh, his office was cleared out, uh, nameplate removed, replaced with Rozhjesinski's. It was like overnight. The news came out and then the next day he was gone. No kind of uh, warning, he was gone. This reminds me slightly of what happened to Alexander Tuyolokov, the Gazprom executive from episode two. He had all his images wiped from the Gazprom records within 24 hours of being found dead at his home. He worked there in prestigious positions for more than 20 years. Similarly, Gerashenko's profile was removed overnight from the MAI after decades of service to the organization. His though was before he even died. And again, this is two months before the contract was supposed to end anyway, so they could have just waited for him to run up his contract and then quietly like replace him. Shortly after this happened, Rojetzinski went on a scorched earth campaign as the newly installed head of the Moscow Aviation Institute. Immediately, Rojetzinski started being a dictator, basically. Any professor who uh, continued to protest the change or backing Gerashenko in any way, kind of like defending him, saying like he should have stayed, got fired. A lot of people lost funding for their programs, their studies, whatever they were working on. From what I can understand as punishment for supporting Gerashenko, they either lost funding or their projects were fully like shut down. So after running the MAI for years with great popularity and efficiency, Gerashenko was removed and this lunatic was installed without anyone voting him in. This guy then wrecks the place, acting like a dictator and ruining people's research if they dare to speak out against him. Now, Sergi and me dug and dug into why this guy, Rojetzinski, was installed, but none of it makes sense. I can't explain it. The only thing I can think of is he had better connections with the education uh, department. What did become apparent, though, is that not only was Rojetzinski a hothead, he was a total fraud. Throughout this whole thing, it was kind of like a couple months where students were protesting, professors were speaking out about it. This online group found that his PhD uh, thesis, dissertation, whatever, the thing that got him to PhD was like 80% plagiarized. Almost his entire thesis was stolen. And yet there he was, the new head of Russia's most prestigious aviation institute. The only explanation I can think of is that someone up in the Kremlin wanted him there for reasons we don't know. For a year, Rozhjesinski kind of, uh, one article says, rained terror on academia. And they say he kind of continued to fuck things up for the institute. From what I can understand, people are basically saying he's like a fraud. And to begin with, I think his like study area or whatever is like economics. 
so not exactly related to aerospace and aviation. So it's kind of weird. Um, and also, like, this is a, you know, it's an academic position, so you'd kind of think, like, okay, like, why is there so much drama about this? Who cares for this, especially if you're not passionate about it? But especially with the MAI, it gets a load of funding from the state. They're getting probably billions of uh, rubles a year, and the director gets to decide who gets what. Like I said, to punish people, he froze out, he's froze like funding, you know. He can do that, he can redirect it, he can send it elsewhere, and I'm sure he's more than happy to pocket some of that. You know, that's completely possible. After one year, Rojitzinski quietly left his position as the head of the MAI, having caused so much chaos. A new head was brought in, and eventually, so was Anatoly Gerishchenko. He took on a new role as an advisor to the new head, and was at the MAI almost every day. He also helped students, helped professors, worked on various research projects. He was back to doing what he loved. That is, until he fell down the stairs to his death. So let's address the elephant in the room. Did someone push Gerishchenko down the stairs? If they did, why? Perhaps it has some connection to Russia's continued war on Ukraine. After a year and a half of brutal massacres, regular bombings on civilians and countless lives destroyed, Putin's full-scale invasion of Ukraine has been a disaster for the reputation of Russia's military. They're nowhere near Kiev, they've lost almost 50,000 soldiers, had 2,000 tanks destroyed, and more than 140 aircraft have been shot out of the sky by the Ukrainians. Before the invasion, Russia's military were considered the second best in the world. Not so much now. Putin must be absolutely livid. Now, we know that the Moscow Aviation Institute plays a huge role in Russia's military efficiency. Remember, Gerishchenko was given that fancy medal that covers significant contributions to the defense of Russia. Is it possible that Gerishchenko was blamed for some of Russia's military dysfunction? There were already indications he was no longer in the Kremlin's good books, what with the Rojatzinsky madness and all. Maybe someone punished Gerishchenko by pushing him down those flights of stairs. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. I spoke with Aram Shabanian about this. If it is a case of this guy didn't actually fall downstairs, let's say in theory, and maybe he did fall out of favour with the Kremlin and he fell so far out of favour that he then fell down the stairs and died, what could it possibly be that pushed him out of favour? Well, this guy is at the Moscow Aviation Institute and right now there's a war going on. Uh, obviously, Russia has invaded Ukraine and is trying to destroy the place. A lot of that is, of course, involving fighter jets, Russian fighter jets. What kind of role have the Russian fighter jets played in Ukraine? From what I've seen from the when I was there as well in some, some of the kind of research and what I've, I've been hearing from people, it seems that there's an issue with the Russian fighter jets. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen them as heavily engaged as you might have inspect, uh, expected from the beginning of this war. I mean, you would have expected them to be flying close air support missions regularly, and they really haven't done that since the first couple days of the war. There's still a problem, but it's not like in, say, Syria, where a Russian jet would just circle the area and strike at will, right? 
the airspace is more contested than that. And so they can, they can fight the Ukrainians from a distance, but it, their fighters directly over the target are, are pretty vulnerable still. When all is said and done, a large part of why the Russians didn't succeed in taking Kiev in the early days is going to be come down to the lack of close air support. If the Russian fighters were willing to press the, the, their, the risks and they were willing to go over Ukrainian airspace, they could be a real risk or a real threat to Ukrainian drones. Not quadcopters, but larger drones, the Bayraktars and stuff like that. The thing is, these Russian fighter pilots and, and strike pilots aren't really as willing to take these risks because they recognize that the airspace over Ukraine itself is contested. So they are more willing to engage in standoff attacks. And you see that with everything from fighter jets launching longer range missiles to Russian attack helicopters pulling up at the last minute near the battlefield and lobbing rockets over the horizon rather than directly engaging a target. Pilots understand that when they get shot down, things don't go very well for them, and that's pretty universal in a lot of wars. I mean, pilots to get lynched. They understand the risks involved there, and so I think that's why a lot of them are a lot more risk-averse, and I think the Kremlin will be very frustrated with that as we go forward, because they're going to say, well, you're not taking the same risks that the ground forces are taking. Right, yeah. but that's, that's, that's not the Institute's fault, right? The Institute is the people that build them and make them, right? So why would the Kremlin then see them as responsible for that? Putin, he could say, you didn't des- you didn't design aircraft or components or avionics or whatever it may be that could counter the Ukrainians adequately or quickly enough. You lost the war for us. Look how quickly the Americans adapted. Look how quickly everybody else can adapt, right? And I think that part of this problem is because the Russian Air Force as an independent entity is still very new. Under the Soviet Union, Russian air power was subservient to the army. There, there wasn't an independent air force. And so that means that everything the air wing of the army did was with the army in mind. So they had a lot more close air support aircraft, a lot of the Su-25s and stuff. They didn't spend as much on the quote-unquote sexy fighters like the U.S. did and the long-range bombers. And so that's why the U.S. had an advantage in air power for the longest time. The Russians have only recently started to catch up with uh, spending a lot more money on advanced fighters and things like that. So, maybe Putin or someone else high up in the Kremlin had Gerashchenko pushed down some stairs as punishment and a message to fix things right in the war. An assassination, but make it look like an accident. Maybe. There's another angle to this case, though, that we're yet to look into. Something that makes it even more relevant to sad oligarch. Money. Now, whilst your average Russian academic is unlikely to make big money in Russia, it's different for people like Gerashchenko, people who become the head of an institute as major as the MAI. Sergei went through Russian income documents and found that Gerashchenko was quite the high flyer. Um, I looked into the salaries for these directors. It starts off pretty low in some of the, the smaller regions, kind of the poorer regions, with around um, 500,000 rubles, which I think tra- translates to about $20,000. Uh, and I saw one with a director in St. Petersburg. It sounds like this guy is from like Putin's circle. He made 246 million rubles, which seemed a lot to me. And I think that translates to a couple million dollars. A year? Yeah, a year. To be the head of a scientific institute? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we know yeah. that Gurishchenko was an ally of Putin. So I think, you know, perhaps he was on the same thing. Yeah, actually, I was trying to find anything on him. 
and Rojasinski, and I found some documents. It's titled like anti-corruption documents or something. Essentially, when you work for a government institute, I know this because this is something uh, they do in Ukraine, but essentially you kind of declare like, these are the homes I own, these are the assets, the, this is the money I have. And I found some on both Rojasinski and Gereshenko from around this time. First elected Rosjestinsky, and he only has one salary declaration or whatever. The following is a small look into the life of the former head of the MAI, Rojestinsky. Note the salary he pulled in in one year versus the assets he declared on the form. 70,000 USD. So that would be from the first year he worked there, right? Or the only year he worked there. Then he has a Porsche Cayenne and he has two apartments. Then his wife, her declaration has 12 million rubles, which again is 200,000 USD. And I was like, wow, okay, this guy is kind of seeing to be set up like, I don't know, like basically like a Hollywood villain, you know, came in, removed this passionate professor who's such a good guy. Everybody loves him, everybody's gushing about him. Uh, he's driving this Porsche Cayenne. And I'm like, I'm starting to feel bad for Yereshenko. And then I look at uh, his assets. <laughs> now this, the following is a look into Anatoly Gerishchenko's life, or at least what he himself declared on the anti-corruption forms that Sergei uncovered. This guy has three apartments, a dacha, so a summer home. He has three garages, which I assume are connected to the apartment slash homes. He has another home, two cars, and this is the stuff that he declared, right? Uh, his salary is pretty similar. The salary is pretty normal, but then he has all these assets. But how did Gerishchenko afford all this fancy stuff? Was it gifts, or did he have some kind of secondary income? He didn't declare one, but he did declare his garages, his three apartments, his cars, and his holiday home. When you declare these things, you're kind of saying, like, this is what I'm willing to show you. If you want to say I have something else, like, go ahead and prove it. You know, this is not like you're obligated to reveal everything. Um, this is stuff he was comfortable saying. But wait, there's more. The head academic of the MAI not only had all of these garages, the houses and the cars, he also owned land. Also, he has uh, two land plots. One is uh, 665 square kilometers, one is 3,000 square kilometers. How does the head of a research university on 70 grand a year end up with a load of land? three apartments, a holiday home, their own home, two cars and two garages. Maybe Gerishchenko was getting more than medals from the Kremlin. Perhaps in this opaque world of Russian government-funded research facilities that have direct ramifications to the ongoing shambles that is Russia's invasion of Ukraine, getting assassinated is a possible workplace hazard. It's either that, or Gerishchenko simply just fell down the stairs and it was an accident. Everything else is a coincidence. The chilling thing is, I think in this case, both results are possible. Sad Oligarch is a H11 production for Coolzone Media and iHeartRadio. Hosted, produced, researched and edited by me, Jake Hanrahan, 
and Sergi Slipchenko. Co-produced by Sophie Lichterman. Music by Sam Black. Artwork by Adam Doyle. Sound mix by Splicing Block. Go to jakehanrahan.com for more information. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.